Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano, and our guest this week is Molly Rommel with Barrett and McNagney. Molly, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today. Well, thank you for joining us. We were just talking before we hit record about your kids and their experience in school with one at Homestead and one at Woodside. My son went to Homestead. He had a great experience at Southwest Allen County Schools. Hopefully, your kids are having the same kind of experience. They are. They're enjoying it a lot. They're back in the classroom, which is great to see after everything with COVID. So, but yes, so far, very pleased with Southwest Allen. So were they eager to get back in the classroom or were they really liking being at home and virtual school and all that stuff? They were ready to get back. They were ready to get back to see their friends and see the teachers and just have that personal communication, that socialization part of it. Yeah, you know, that's, I, I don't know much about it because my son graduated before the pandemic, but it seems like kids are getting a newfound appreciation for what school is all about, and certainly parents are. Yes. So, and you have a 12 year old who's at Woodside, correct? Correct. So, what's that like with a middle schooler and a high schooler? How do you balance that? It's a daily juggling, <laughs> to say the very least, but it's doing well. They're both girls. So, uh, the good part is I don't have to worry about one boy and one girl and trying to figure out the nuances of each. But Well, at least uh, you get some practice with one and then you exactly. can apply those lessons to exactly. the second child. Well, good. Well, thanks for joining us again. And we are here to talk about three things as we typically do on this podcast. We'll talk a little bit about your career path and how you found your way to what you're doing today and what you have been doing for quite some time at Barrett um, in marketing. We'll talk about your organization. You can tell us a little bit about what it's like working at the law firm. I have very little experience in that area, but some experience, so we'll compare and contrast there. And then we'll talk about some of the projects you're working on, some of the things that are either keeping you up at night or making you excited, or maybe a little bit of both. So let's start with career path. You mentioned before we hit record that you grew up in Roanoke. So take us from whatever the start of that conversation is for <laughs> you, and then take us through some of the stops you've made along your career path. Uh, well, I grew up down in Roanoke, but I actually went to Bishop Lewis High School. Okay. So I did come up here to Fort Wayne. Uh, from there, I went to Hillsdale College, which is just about two hours north of here in Hillsdale, Michigan. Uh, I spent four years there, got a marketing degree. Uh, after college, I went to uh, work for Junior Achievement for a few years. And then I moved to Fort Wayne Newspapers and worked there for about seven years. Uh, and then I've been at Barrett ever since. So Fort Wayne Newspapers, you were there for seven years. What roles were you in during that time? A lot of different hats. Uh, I started there as a product manager and I worked ex exclusively with the two newsrooms. But over time, I started working with not only with the newsroom, uh, we developed the Fort Wayne Magazine, helped launch that, uh, then worked with the advertising, worked on promotions for basically all of the different brands of Fort Wayne newspapers, fortwayne.com uh, and both newspapers. Okay, so that was a very different world then than it is today, I'm sure. Yes. And, you know, you've seen a lot of change in your career as a result of that. Um, why did you decide to switch gears and go from the newspaper world, the, the print uh, publication world, I should say, to the law firm world? It was just a good opportunity to, to try something different. I mean, it's uh, definitely different marketing from an actual product mm -hmm. to marketing a service. So yep. I was ready for a new challenge. Yeah. So the, the law firm offered me that. And, and I noticed, so I did my typical very diligent research, which consists of, consists of about five minutes of looking at your LinkedIn profile prior to this podcast. And I saw that you've got some certifications in digital marketing. Talk to us a little bit about why you chose to spend your time in that way and, and why that's important to you as a marketer. Well, actually, COVID kind of helped me with that. Uh, when COVID struck, uh, things at the law firm 
definitely took a, a little different turn. Um, so I had a little bit more time only because we did a lot of face-to-face marketing activities uh, during the summer. So I had a little extra time. So I took that time to really delve into some digital world, uh, the SEO, the SEM, um, paid search. So I took that time to learn up on those areas and basically just took the time to better myself. So I, I assume the answer to this question is yes, but if, if it is yes, I'd like to hear a little bit more about why and, and perhaps the answer is no. But is that something you think more professionals should be doing is investing in themselves and doing that continuing education certificates and the ongoing learning? Why is that important to you? Well, I'm a, uh, a solo marketer at the law firm, so I wear a lot of different hats. Uh, but I, I think it's really important that any marketer, whether you're in a specialized area or if you're a generalist, that you do take the time to, to do some extra education. Um, technology is changing so fast. I and mean, when we've seen that with COVID and all the different changes that came about, especially digitally because of COVID. So it's really important to at least keep your finger on the pulse of everything and try to delve into those areas and at least learn a little bit. That way you can talk somewhat intelligently about some of these areas. Yeah. You know, in, in my experience, I mean, you and I have, have similar, I think, timeline in our careers. And my experience is that there's things that are tried and true that we learned 20, 25 years ago that we kind of have to hang on to with both hands, but there's a lot of new stuff that we have to pay attention to. And to me, one of the bigger shifts is it used to be more of an art and now it's more of a science and you kind of have to blend those two together. Is that reflective of your experience? How have things changed during your career? Oh yeah, definitely. It's uh, I think it's changed a lot because a lot of people have also done some specialization. When I went through uh, college, it was either you went the finance route or you went the marketing business route. So you really didn't have a lot of other options in those two. Uh, so when I went the marketing route, you just kind of got a real general overview of all the different areas of, of marketing, whether that's printed product. Um, at the time, the hate to show my age here, but the uh, World Wide Web was just kind of getting started. Uh, But so again, it's just changed over time. Um, Again, you went from generals to now you you see people that are graduating with specific degrees in digital, uh, specific degrees in videography. Uh, So I just think it's a little bit different world where you get the opportunity. And I think it's great for those coming out of uh, college now, you get the opportunity to really do some deep dives into these areas. Sure. Sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about where you're working today, Barrett and McNagney, which is obviously a law firm. Tell us a little bit about Barrett and what your role is at the firm. Well, I'm, of course, the marketing director, so I handle everything that comes out of the firm from a promotional standpoint. Uh, we're a firm of 42 attorneys. Uh, we right here in downtown Fort Wayne. Been here since 1876, probably one, uh, if not the oldest, one of the oldest here in Northeast Indiana. Um, I get the great opportunity to work with the folks down there, and um, we represent clients, primarily business clients, but everything from a solo practitioner up to Fortune 500 companies. Um, we help them with everything from business-related items, contracts, leases, uh, labor and employment issues, litigation. But we also do have two practice areas that we help the individuals uh, with state planning and family law, divorces, dissolutions, uh, and um, adoptions. Okay. So let's talk about the world of law firm marketing. That was a world that I lived in, I think it was about 10 months. And there were aspects of it that I really enjoyed. I I don't know that I've ever worked with a stronger, higher concentration of smart people. Um, I, I truly enjoyed the people I worked with and learned a lot from them in a short period of time. All of them were type A. All of them had a motor and they wanted all the marketing support they could get. 
They all had ideas. Um, many of those ideas were good, but sometimes there was a challenge in, in balancing all that. And then there was the regulatory environment, which prohibits you from doing some of the things that typically are in a marketer's toolkit. So talk to me about your perception and perspective on all that, because you are way more experienced than, than I am in it. What are some of the challenges? What are some of the things you enjoy and some of the things that you have to sort of work around as a law firm marketer? Well, you definitely work with type A every day, all day long. Uh, like there's 42 attorneys. So I always joke around, I have 42 bosses. Um, but it's really, it's a great thing. I enjoy it. Um, it's really unique because we have a, an overall firm brand. But then I also say we have 42 walking brands because each individual attorney has their own brand, whether that's their individual practice area, their individual personality even. Uh, so it's really kind of a challenge to make all those different brands work within the firm brand. Mm -hmm. So so, so what do you do to overcome that? Or I probably more appropriately should say mitigate that. How do you give everyone the requisite time and attention while also marketing the firm brand alongside all these individuals? Uh, I hate to say it's a juggling act, but that really is kind of what it is on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but I'm really fortunate. We have some um, great attorneys down there that really help support the marketing efforts of the firm and, and the efforts that I'm doing. So uh, it's not just me, which is great. I have a marketing committee of about 10 people that really help uh, push the marketing and the branding of the firm overall. So even though I'm a solo marketer, I, again, I have a lot of support there at the firm. And again, a lot of attorneys who really find the value in marketing and the need for it. Uh, so they really help push the marketing efforts, the marketing, um, the branding with the new young associates when we have them come in. They really help kind of nurture them and, and kind of show them things to do, how to market, um, and just learn more about how to become a lawyer and, and per, uh, promote yourself in the community. So, so Molly, what are some of the things that you're prevented from doing as a law firm marketer that are kind of second nature in, in other industries? Things that are, uh, according to, you know, the regulatory bodies that are no-nos in law firm marketing. Well, it would be great if I could use some special words like expertise, but uh, I can't do that. Those, uh, again, are, are words that uh, the ethical uh, advertising rules prohibit us from doing so. So we have to be really careful in how we word and phrase things because of those ethical uh, advertising rules. Uh, the other aspect, and I'm, you know, reviews, it would be great if I could really have a lot of our wonderful clients we work with talk about our firm, but unfortunately we can't. Um, so that we have to really walk a fine line there of, um, you know, again, making, making folks uh, have the expectation of result is really the big issue we run into. Okay. So what are some of the tools, and feel free to state the obvious, what are some of the ways in which you're marketing the firm and your attorneys? What are some of the primary tools in your toolkit? Uh, website is the mm -hmm. first one. Yep. Uh, we definitely use that. Uh, we really help promote that. Uh, we do social, mm -hmm. LinkedIn, uh, which I know that you're heavily involved with. Uh, we use that. We do print when needed. Uh, the other aspect we use is that we use a lot of uh, content, mm -hmm. uh, whether that's what we're, pieces we're putting out, um, content we're putting out to folks, or maybe we're also doing some seminars. We do a lot of seminars, specifically also in our labor and employment area. Um, so we really try to get in front of folks and let them know, especially uh, did a lot this past year with COVID sure. as all the labor and employment changes sure. that took place in the last 12 months. Yeah. So, so did you have anything planned on the calendar 
that was going to be a live event that you had to pivot or cancel because of everything that happened with the pandemic? Oh, yes. Yes, we actually uh, were within, um, we normally host a, a relatively big, bigger event uh, in CAA. Mm -hmm. uh, we normally get some folks together. Uh, that was three days before we had the lockdown. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember <laughs> we, it went from there's going to be a tournament as there always have been to there's going to be one with no fans to there's not going nothing. to be yes. any tournament. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is kind of hard to stage an event around. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, well, let's let's talk a little bit more expansively then about your firm. What what makes Barrett different? How do you describe it? What are some of the key differentiators? Knowing that there are things you can't say <laughs> that other marketers can say, but but what do you think makes your firm different or special or, or perhaps even better than some of the other firms that people could choose from? I think the fact that we have been around for so long, we have that institutional knowledge, we have that experience, we have a deep bench of folks. Uh, a lot of the attorneys that we have have practiced their entire career at one law firm. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really important because we are, we've been really fortunate to work with some companies from the inception uh, and work with that company through the, their generations, whether it's a family-owned business or we've, again, worked with a company starting up and now we've seen them grow into nearly a Fortune 500 company. So um, the fact that we have not only the experience, uh, we're located right here in downtown Fort Wayne, so we were able to get to folks easily. You know, if there is a need, we can, we can be out at a facility or whatnot, uh, again, within just a few hours. And one of the key aspects that we always promote to our young attorneys growing up, it's just part of the culture, is our responsiveness. Um, it is kind of ingrained, even in even in the staff, that if you get a if you get a call, you've got 24 hours to return that call. You need yep. to get back to that client because, you know, those clients call us and they've got an issue. And to us, it may be one of 10 different things that, you know, one of the attorneys have. But to that client, that's huge. That could be make or break for their business, depending on the legal issue. So it really is important for us to get back to our clients, uh, be very responsive to them and their needs. And again, we've been around for so long. It's been great to be able to, even in my tenure at the firm, see some of these businesses. First few years I was at the firm, one and two man shops. You know, now they've got 50, 100 employees. So it's really, it's just neat to see sure. that. Sure. And and you've been downtown to see the transformation of downtown Fort yes. Wayne. And again, it's kind of a parallel between you and me. I, I tell some of our new employees that when I started here, there were about three options for lunch. <laughs> and now there's probably 30. So it's a very different environment. Mm -hmm. What's that been like for you, especially as someone who grew up in Northeast Indiana? I think it's been wonderful. I always tell folks that... Um, uh, Early on in my career, when I was working down Fort Wayne newspapers, uh, one Saturday we walked from Fort Wayne newspapers all the way down to past the library. We didn't see a soul. Mm -hmm. Now you can't even walk a block without running into 10, 15 people. Yeah. So it's really exciting to see downtown grow and flourish. Um, and it's exciting not only to see that, but then to see some of these new businesses that are coming into downtown. Yeah. I think it's great to see some local businesses, to see some of the, you know, downtown businesses that are not chains and not that there's not great to have a chain restaurant, sure. but it's great to see some really local businesses that are starting. Uh, they're thriving. Um, hopefully they all thrive through COVID yeah. as yeah. we're coming out of it, hopefully. For sure. For sure. Well, let's talk about some of the some of the things that are taking up the majority of your time. You know, one of the things that I hope is interesting for other marketers listening to this podcast to hear is some of the challenges, uh, some of the things that people enjoy about their work, some of the big rocks that people are trying to push up the hill and hopefully not watching them roll back down the hill. What are some of those things for you now? What are some of the things you're working on that are taking up a good deal of your time, keeping you up at night, making you excited, maybe a combination of all those things? 
What's making me most excited is we're actually talking about events and person activities, okay. which is exciting to see. Sure. You know, it's been a long year for everybody. Um, as much as Zoom's been great and Teams have been great, it's kind of nice to be able to see face-to-face some folks. So sure. I'm excited to see that we're actually starting to discuss some end-of-year events or even early 2022 events. So that's exciting. Um, things that are keeping me up at night, you know, digital continues to evolve so much. And like you said, it's a science. It's yep. It really is uh, finding the right uh, the right recipe. And so that really does keep me up at night of trying to find that right recipe and how to, to promote our firm on the digital, uh, whether it's uh, SEO or SEM or just our general website, uh, social. Uh, that's always a, that's a challenging one. Sure. So, so are you doing all of that on your own? Are you actually turning the dials and creating the content? Or you, or do you have help with all of that? I've got, I use help for okay. some of it. Yep. Right. Yep. It's kind of a team effort. Okay. I was going to yeah. say that's kind of a Herculean task to try to do all that. So I wish I had this that total skill set, but no, I need some experts in that area. Yeah. Well, 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 good, good for you because it's harder and harder to know everything there is to know about marketing today. So, you know, when you talk about events, obviously, while expertise—not that I can use—not that you can use that term—but expertise <laughs> is critical in in your field. But it's really a relationship business. What are some of the most important events that you missed in 2020 and how did you navigate that and, and recover from that, if you will? We, uh, we were fortunate. We actually got our HR conference in, which is about 500 okay. people. We okay. were able to get that in in February of 2020. Um, but this year, February 2021, we had to take that virtual. Okay. So we missed, um, I don't want to say we missed an opportunity. We took it virtual. We had a, you know, it was very able to still provide the information to our folks, but it was something we did it did have to use, the, I'll use the word pivot yeah. uh, for folks. So, um, but we also missed out just those fun activities that you have a chance, whether it's getting together with clients or getting together mm-hmm. with staff at Tin Caps Games. Mm-hmm. You know, we missed that opportunity last summer. Sure. Um, so even though we missed them, we understood it was, again, it was was what had to happen, but we're excited to see some things coming back this year. Sure. So are you fully back in the office or is it more of a hybrid? How did you change the work environment as things moved along and where are things headed for Barrett? We've been back in the office for a while now. Uh, We actually... Our building is relatively old. We're actually yeah. in the old Electron building. It was yep. built in 1895. Uh, so because of that, we actually, lots of folks have offices. We still have cubicles that are the, still the high-walled cubicles. Yep. So it actually lent itself for us to get back in the office a little sooner than some other folks sure. because we didn't have that true open and, um, open floor plan as yep. much as some other uh, other locations did. So we've been back for a while. Um, it's been great at least to get back to the office and get back to seeing your coworkers. Um, uh, so, but it did take a little bit of a change. Yeah, well, for sure, and and you know, it's a it's maybe uh, luck if anything else, but some sort of forced social distancing yes. <laughs> with the way law firm offices are laid out, with you know, really physical offices where doors close and and not that more open concept. Well, Molly, let's switch gears now and go to what I call the speed round of the program, where we talk about some of the things we've discussed, but in a in a simplified and more condensed way. Um, when when you think of your career path, uh, you've obviously spent a lot of time at one place, but you've done some other things. So you've seen some different work environments, experienced some different things. What's your best piece of career advice? And it could be something that you share with your daughters. It could be something that you would share with someone coming in the law firm who's right out of college. It could be something you share with someone who's trying to figure out what career they should pursue. What do you think is most important for people to consider in terms of career success, finding a career path, all of those things? Hard work. 
Uh, it's probably said time and time again, but hard work, you know, just put your nose to the grindstone. But I think the other aspect is that educational, you know, learn, take it, take the time to learn stuff, ask questions. Um, anytime you're new to whether it's a job or uh, a career a field, ask the questions. There's, you know, I think sometimes we're too intimidated to ask certain questions, but you really should take this opportunity as you're starting out to ask, ask away. And, well, I think one of the advantages today is the ability to learn without even having to ask, you know, with all the information that's available online and whether it's through a LinkedIn group or whether it's through, you know, blogs or podcasts, hopefully this one not being an exception where you can just listen into what people are saying and learn the language. You mentioned hard work. So you have a family, you have a full-time job, you probably have other interests and other things that take up your time. So how do you balance the need for hard work with the need for rest and, and time for your family and time for yourself? Thank goodness for Outlook Calendar. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I use my calendar extensively. In fact, I always tell my family, if it's not on the calendar, in my world, it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think a lot of it's, you know, you balance everything with with priorities. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I definitely put my family first. They're very important. But I understand, you know, in order to have the family, I need that job. Sure. So you have to keep that up there, too. But um, I think it's, uh, you know, when you love what you do, when you enjoy it, really then it becomes easier to make, to find the time, to make the time. Sure, sure. All right, so second question in the speed round is about your firm, Barrett McNagney. If you just had the opportunity to tell people one thing or you only had you know, 30 seconds or 60 seconds to tell them about Barrett McNagney, what would you say? Gosh, you really put me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> Every, everybody pauses before they answer this question. That, so. That's, you know, because you're used to having, you know, this longer, longer that's time. Right. Uh, no, Barrett McNagney is a, a Fort Wayne-based law firm. Uh, we are the trusted counsel for numerous business clients from sole proprietorships to Fortune and I have under companies. And um, we're here to provide legal counsel to folks in a trusted environment and, uh, and in responsively. All right. And and not expertise. You have expertise, (laughs) but you can't say you have expertise. All right. So the last uh, quick question, you know, we we on this podcast have been talking about the experiences people have had through the global pandemic and resiliency and and all of that. I think that's still important. But as we are transitioning, hopefully back to a a new normal, um, a new, new normal, I guess, what are some of the things you learned during that experience that you'll carry forward with you into the future? I think we learned that uh, it's okay to, to make changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, being in uh, the legal field, it's kind of a tried and true field. Change doesn't necessarily happen quickly. You have 40 folks who are used to working on precedent, so precedent rules the day. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think we've seen that, you know, you can change, you can change quickly, and, and it's okay. Uh, I think it's also, it, we will see, you're going to see a lot more digital, whether that's, uh, I think you're, it has changed the landscape as far as how we're able to offer legal services. Uh, anymore, it used to be you tried to, again, have somebody who was in your area, but Zoom, Teams, uh, Google Meets, you know, you, you name the platform. We can get on those now and we can talk to somebody that's in Southern Indiana. We can talk to somebody that's over on the Eastern side of Ohio and still be able to help them and represent them. So I think it's gonna change a little bit of how we're able to provide services. Um, and also in the, the client on the inside, um, the other side of it will be able to then have a little bit more flexibility in who they're choosing for their sure. law firm. They're not sure. necessarily then based, they have to stick to somebody that's right there, right outside of their their doorstep. Sure, 
Sure. So, you know, my, my experience has been that, you know, our muscle memory was to do everything but video conference. And now that's sort of, in many cases, the first thing we think to do that can be overused as a result. And there are yes. times when it is better to travel and see someone face to face when that's safe to do or pick up the phone. Yes. So how are you kind of coaching your team on when to use the right tool and when to take advantage of the opportunity to do things virtually, but why they might still consider doing some things face-to-face or otherwise. Right now, we're letting it, leaving it up to the client, giving them the option, what they feel comfortable, just not knowing what their individual circumstances are. Uh, but yes, we're, ca- we're very being very cautious in that because you don't want to lose that face-to-face. Um, you don't want to lose that connection to somebody. Uh, it, that's so important. And it's also important, again, you're talking about these businesses that uh, anytime you're a business owner, they live and breathe their business and they want to talk to you about it. They want to tell you about it. They want to show you what they're making, what they're producing, the service they're providing. So we never want to walk away from that. We never want to get away from the ability to meet somebody face to face. But I do think it's given us the opportunity that we can meet with somebody uh, even at a spur of the moment instead of having to say, oh, gosh, I can't get to you till Friday because I have to travel. Hey, let's hop on a Zoom call later on today and we can at least talk through your issue. Sure, sure. So anything else that you or the firm has learned over the past, what is it now, 14 months that you'll carry with with you into the future that you think are, is maybe good for other people to think about from a marketing perspective, from a business perspective, from an office environment perspective? Oh, gosh, I, it's it. That's a, that's a hard, that's another hard one. Um, <laughs> there's just been so many different changes. I think change is the big, the big one. Uh, again, I think if we all are so scared of it, that once you're able to embrace it and know that it's okay to change and to, you know, just kind of roll with the punches there, I think uh, businesses are able to be a little bit more nimble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's especially important in what are pretty conservative fields like law. I mean, it's conservative for a reason. You're dealing with people's dollars. You're dealing with people's livelihoods. In some cases, you know, you're you're truly dealing with um, the most important things in their lives. So you do have to take a, you know, more steady conservative approach. But it is good to be reminded that not all change is bad and some of it can actually be beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Molly, thank you so much for joining us. This has been great. Great to learn a little bit more about you and hear about your background and what you're doing at Barrett. Thanks for being here. And thanks to everyone who took the time to listen. We will be back next time with another great guest and we hope you will listen in then. 